0: So, I'm going to speak about something that is, uh, I believe, relevant for our generation. And uh, we will talk about why prophecies sometimes tarry. Why sometimes prophecies tarry. People, we are in a place where all of us had prophecies over, over our lives. Amen? Who has never received a word from the Lord concerning his life? Or who has never received a word concerning his life or her life? Okay. Who has at least once in your life received a word from God? Hallelujah. Now, how many among us, the word that they receive, some of them are not fulfilled yet they are still waiting? You see the number? Almost the whole church. Now, why prophecy is theory? I want to, for, for that we're going to do a small study about a prophecy involving a donkey. Hallelujah. There is a prophecy that involves a donkey in the Bible. And that prophecy was older than the donkey. In the natural. Before the donkey was born, the prophetic word was upon the donkey. Amen? Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter number 49. Genesis chapter number 49, I want us to read from verse 10 to 11. Can we quickly go there? Genesis 49, verse 10 to 11. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis chapter number 49, verse 10 to 11. He says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the Lord giver from between his feet until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people, binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey coat to the choice wine. He washes garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grape. Let's stop there. Now, prophecies are spiritual. Somebody say amen. When we talk about prophecies, prophecies are not natural thing. Prophecies are God's mind released in the natural over situations. Prophecies are working more in the spirit. And you know, if we are not going to become spiritual, we'll miss on this assignment. Can I submit to you that, that God always speaks to us? Hallelujah. God always says something. Sometimes we miss it, sometimes we get it. And prophecies are a system that that is established from God to tell us what his heart is. So God will speak to people concerning the dream that he has for them. An example, he said to Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah, chapter number one, if you read from verse four to five, he said, before I designed you in the womb of your mother, I have called you, I knew you. Now, God is saying to Jeremiah, before you were formed and and designed in the matrix of the womb of your mother, I knew you. It means that Jeremiah might have existed before. Amen? Because how do you know something that is not? So God said, I knew you. So Jeremiah was existing in God's heart. So because Jeremiah was in God's heart, God had a planner about Jeremiah in his heart. And do you know that this is not about Jeremiah alone, it's about you. Before you were formed and designed in the womb of your mother, you were in God's heart. And because you were in God's heart, God has a plan and a dream for you before even you were conceived. Hallelujah. And now when you are conceived, God will allow somebody or yourself to receive a word that was in his mind for you. That's what we call prophecy. Hallelujah. There are prophecies upon things. There are prophecies upon human beings. There are prophecies ab- upon atmosphere. They are prophecies about events to come. And now let me make a disclaimer because some of you are confusing prophecies with what is not prophecy. And that's what I teach. You well know, in Bible school can say that we are in the book we are teaching a, a module that is called prophecy, a subject. A pro- uh, so what, 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 what do we say? That people are confusing the word of knowledge and prophecy. You see, I told them, when somebody stands in front of you and says that you have a pain in your body, is not prophesying, it's giving you a word of knowledge. But now we have confused that. So everybody that is gifted in word of knowledge, we call them prophets. And for us, if a prophet is not giving word of knowledge, he's not an accurate prophet. But we forgot that that's not the mission, the prime mission of a prophet. Although, the word of knowledge works in the gifting of a prophet. That's why so many people call themselves prophets in these days. Because they are accurate in word of knowledge. So when they are telling, because word of knowledge deals with present and past situations. So word of knowledge can tell you where your mother was buried. Word of knowledge can tell you what you ate last night. Word of knowledge can tell you before you come to church, this is what you want to put on that to change. That word of knowledge. Amen? And that is not prophecy. Prophecy is to unfold the mind of God concerning a situation to come. And prophecy also involves the mind of God concerning a current situation. Hallelujah. So so many of us we are misunderstanding the pattern of prophecy. And because of that, we don't know how to function. But I'm here today by God's grace to help us. So that we can move from point B to point what C or whatever you are. Or A, B, whatever, whatever point you are. Hallelujah. So, 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 so let's move on with what we have to study because of time. The Bible says that Jacob was blessing his children. And when he came to Judah, he released a powerful prophecy. Hallelujah. He said to Judah that the scepter, the scepter of governance shall not depart from you. And we know that when God was prophesying, when Jacob was prophesying over Judah, Jacob was seeing Jesus. Amen. He said he would tie his donkey to the vine. So Jacob was saying, there is a donkey. And that donkey is tied up. And only one man is able to untie it. So more than a thousand years before the donkey was born, There was a prophecy. But you realize that the prophecy, although the donkey was mentioned, was not about the donkey. Ah. Because the the prophecy was about Judah, and by extension, the prophecy was about Jesus. The donkey was just a partaker in the grace. So, 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 can I submit to you that the prophecies about you are not about you? No. There's no prophecy about you. That's where you miss it. Let's get, continue. I'm good. I see some of you are looking at me with big eyes. Gabby, what is happening? Okay. Because I saw your eyes going big like, what? My prophecy. You want to steal my prophecy this morning? Lift up your hand and say, there is no prophecy about me. You will be free. Because when people make prophecy about themselves, they become a bondage. Because you don't know how to acquire what was given. And then you struggle and you, sometimes you take the wrong route because you think your prophecy was about you. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Zechariah chapter number 9 verse 9. Still the donkey story. Zechariah 9 9. I'll tell you, you will see why the prophecy was not about the donkey. Zechariah. Zechariah 9.9. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, it said rejoice. Let's read it together. One, two, three. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and, he is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding on a donkey. A coat off a donkey. This is the donkey jo- Jacob was talking about. Now, when I say your king is coming, did you just say the donkey is coming? So who is coming? Riding on... So the donkey was just a means to achieve a prophecy about the, the king. But the donkey was mentioned in the prophecy. So when the king wants to go to Jerusalem, he has to ride on something. What he's riding on is mentioned, but the prophecy is not about the donkey. You understand now? So the prophecy was not about the donkey. The prophecy involved the donkey. So the prophecy about your life is not about you. It just involves you. Because every prophecy upon your life is to manifest the glory of the king, not your glory. So you are just a... not donkey. I say I'm insulting. But you are just somebody that has been ridden by somebody else. The prophecy is about who you are carrying. So when God says you will heal the sick, it's not about you. It's about who is sitting on you. When you make it yours, you struggle and pride comes in. Because you think you are doing that thing. But actually you are like, eh, hey, something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I'm enjoying this. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. I say the Lord is good. So, so, so you must understand in your life that the prophecies are not really about you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The prophecies are about the king. So for a long time, I thought the prophecies were about me, until God told me, "Son, you are just actor in the prophecy, but he has never been about you. It's about the kingdom and the glory of the one that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so that you can declare the excellences of him. So when God says he's going to bless you, the first question is, what is that going to manifest? What is the glory that is going to be given to the kingdom in this blessing? That. When you miss that, you have missed on destiny. He said to Abraham, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. Purpose. So everything that God does in your life has a purpose. You're not the center of his story. (laughs) I said, You're not the center of his story. The story is about the king. I said the story is about the king. We, it happened that we came to the story to display the king. So let's read in Matthew. Matthew uh, chapter number 21. That is long, but we'll read it still. Matthew chapter number 21, verse 1 to 9. Let's read it. Matthew 21, verse 1 to 9. It says, Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two of his disciples, ah, yeah, 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 that's interesting, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied, a cart with her, loose them, and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. That's all. And this was done that it may be the fulfillment of which was spoken by the prophet saying. Tell the daughter of Zion. Zechariah chapter number 9. Behold your king is coming. Zechariah 9.9. Why? Nine. <laughs> Lowly. And sitting on a donkey Zechariah 9-9 nine, nine. a caught the fall of a donkey Zechariah 9-9 nine, nine. So the disciples went And did as Jesus commanded them They brought the donkey And the court laid their clothes on them And sat Did we skip six? Okay And sat him And, and, and set him on them and a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Have cut down branches from the tree and spread them on the road. Then the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, "Ha, ha! Hosanna to the Son of David! Bless He who comes in the name of the Lord!" Hosanna in the highest. Bishem, who Habab, Ahu, Hadonai. They were crying that. Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, Jesus, the reason why I asked, because in Matthew it didn't appear where. Well. Jesus told them, go to a village. <laughs> go to a village. Because the the donkey is tied up in the village. I'll explain to you something now about that one. And they say, when you go there, and you're untying it, some people are going to ask you, what are you doing? And tell them the curious. (laughs) Tell them the owner, the master, has in need of it. And they will let it straight away. They came with a donkey. And they said there were two, not one. The mother and the baby. You read it. Didn't you read it? They sat Jesus on them. On them. How do you sit on two donkeys? Oh, didn't you read it clearly? Am I the only one that saw that? Let's read it again. Let's go there. Because it's like you miss it. Let's go there, let's go there. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Quickly, quickly, let's go to Matthew 21. Hmm. No, no, go back to, to, to verse, uh, let's read verse 5, from verse 5. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, so let's go to completely verse 3. I want, to, I want to find that. Let's go to verse 3, because I don't have a Bible here, so I don't, Okay. Ah, ah. Let's start. Let, let's start from the beginning. <laughs> now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to be first at the Mount of Olives, they then Jesus sent two of his disciples, and saying to them, "Go into a village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied up, a colt with her. Loose them. Not loose it. Loose. Yes. Although the baby might not be tied up." Or it might be, loose them and bring them to me. Carry on. And if anyone says to you, if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has in need of them. And immediately he will send them. And all this was done that he might fulfill which was spoken by the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming. Now, Jesus said, bring them. Let me sit on them. Sat on the donkeys. Sat on one, put one leg on the other one. I don't know how he did it. but Sat. And these two animals, of the donkey, let's reduce it to the donkey, carrying Jesus. And they say, when they came to Jerusalem, the multitude was so excited, they start to honor Jesus but the donkey was the one benefiting of the owner. Because remember, Jesus never walked on the clothes of the people. Who did? So when God prophesies over you, although the prophecy is not about you, the outcome of a prophecy benefits you. So, Jesus was entering Jerusalem, and look at the people shouting. And I guess the donkey was surprised. Because that donkey was tired. Of, now the donkey is coming, and suddenly everybody is praising. And if the donkey is not wise, he will mistaken the praise for himself. And say, Wow, I didn't know I was so important. Yeah, it comes, and everybody is standing up clapping. <laughs> You know, sometimes we do that. When we, when we are things and people are praising us, we take the glory. We forgot that somebody is sitting on our back. And it's him that we are praising, not you. And you see, people throw their clothes, very few branches, and here, dear donkey entering Jerusalem. Prophecy involved the donkey for 2,000 years, now being fulfilled. And donkey entered Jerusalem. And when they got to Jerusalem, Jesus climbed out. He jumped out. Imagine if a donkey has tried to take the same route and expecting people to put their clothes. Every glory that comes to you is because of the one riding you. I want you to know that. I I, I don't want you to forget that. Every glory that comes to you is just because of the one riding you. And if Jesus is not riding you, no one will care about what you are doing. The reason why you are sitting here is not because of my appearance it's because of who is riding me. And if the one riding me climbs out, you will be the one that will persecute me. Because there is nothing to display. The first reason why prophecy delays is because of us misinterpreting the prophecy that has been given to us as if it was about us. And unless we understand it's not about us. Because if it fulfilled, it will kill you. Because if this prophecy is fulfilled and your mindset is wrong, the same blessing will kill you. Have you seen young ministers that God start to use and then after they heal a sick, they think they have arrived? Have you seen that? Oh, God wants to bless somebody with finance. The first time he made some consistent money. Have you seen that his attitude changes? Comes to church and said, I'm not giving. Uh, they, they, they must explain to me why I must give. <laughs> yes. If you are not explaining to me, I'm not giving. As if it was your money. God said, oh, okay. Next month. Oh, I need prayer. You need what? I thought it was yours. That's the reason why the church is the way it looks. We have made this thing about ourselves. We haven't made it about the king. You know one of my child was sick many years ago and he was, he was really struggling and I was so uh, disturbed and, and I, was, I was offended at God because I prayed and it was not going better. Have you realized that when you pray for your family, it's not the same as when you pray for other people? <laughs> you pray for them, you say, the pain, oh, the pain is still there. Then if you, ah, yeah, leave it. <laughs> I was saying, no prophet his honor is in his own house. So, so, I prayed for my son and nothing was going on and, and the doctor was just intimidating us. You were there and the doctor said, no, this child is very sick. So, I was holding him and my son couldn't breathe. He was, he was, he was struggling to breathe. He was struggling to get air. And we were sta- sitting in a taxi, in a public transport because I said there was no ambulance to transport him from the private clinic to the big hospital. So, we were sitting in a taxi and, and people were looking at him and Fortunately, I didn't understand what they were saying, but all of them <laughs> they thought it's carrying a dead child in the taxi. And, and you know what? As I was in pain, the Lord asked me a question. He said, "Is this child yours?" I said, "Yes." Is this child yours? I felt in my heart, why is God asking me if it's my child? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I said, Lord. <laughs> then I got this point. I said, No. He said, get off. Because this child has never been yours. You are a steward of his child. And he's my child. I love him more than you do. So get out and let me deal, let me work with him. I say, God, this is your child. I'm just a steward. Handle him. When we go to the hospital, the doctor said, the child is not sick. From the clinic to the hospital. I don't know what happened there. The, ch- the doctor said, do you want to see a sick child? I will take you to a ward. I will show you. Yours is not sick. <laughs> but the doctor has told us that he's very, very, very sick. Another doctor said, we must rush him. Our ambulance is out, but we must rush him. The other guy said, he's not sick. Because in between, I have climbed out. And I have let God be God. The reason why your prophecy is not happening is you are too much on the way. You can't pray any over any other thing. It's my prophecy, my prophecy, get out! Hallelujah. So, so, so the prophecy was not really about the donkey, it was involving the donkey. The prophecies about your life are not about you. It's involving you. And unless you give way to God to do what he wants to do, you will lose what God has said will happen in your life. Do you know why sometimes dear people that we pray for die? Because we are too much on the way. We are emotional. Oh Lord, if you don't heal him, if you don't what? What? If we give over to God, God will do what he has to do. That's the first reason why prophecies are not coming to pass as we want them. We are too much on the way. I say we are too much on the way. The friend of Daniel has to get out of the way. Daniel chapter number three, verse says, God is able to rescue us. But even if he does not, we will still worship him. We will not worship another God. Meaning, Father, because the prophecy is about you, I'm not stressed over the fulfillment anymore. Because when it's fulfilled, the glory is yours. It's not my glory, it's your glory. And if your glory, Psalm 68 says, arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. So what happens is that the moment the prophecy becomes about Jesus, every enemy becomes his enemy. Anything that fight against that prophecy becomes his enemy because it's not about you anymore. Say it, was not, it was about Say, it was never about me. Say, it was never about me. Say, it's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is the first way why prophecies are not being fulfilled. Second reason, delay. Delay. Delay can happen because of the first reason I gave. Or delay can happen because of something that is tiding you up. He said, go to the village opposite you. There is a donkey there that is tied up. So I cannot ride it unless it untied. And then bring the donkey to me. The village is a place of origin. The village is a place of origin, is the source. So sometimes, things that are delaying you today find their origin in things that are beyond you. They might be related to something that is bigger than yourself. That village tied up donkeys. Donkeys. And unfortunately, the donkey that was prophesied over in the book of Genesis was born in that village. So a principle of tithing applied to him. He was tied up. Delay happened because some of the elements of our lives are tithing us up. Can be even the flesh. Can be our own egos. Our own selfishness. Hallelujah. Or it can be past experiences. People people don't know that this world is spiritual. They say, people have this wrong mindset. I don't know where they get it from, but they they got it from us. Sorry. We have told people, we have told people that when you are born again, you don't deal with anything anymore. So what happened is that the guy... Promise a lady who will marry her. Then when he came to church, he says, born again, he dropped, he dropped the lady and married somebody else. But in the process, that lady, her heart is still broken. And this guy is here. I don't know why I'm not blessed. I pray nothing happened. Brother, there is something that you haven't dealt with. Have you gone to that lady and apologized and begged for mercy because you were ignorant when you promised her? Or are you carrying on because you are born again now? I don't care about her. No. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Or you were in business. You cheated somebody. You are born again. All my sins are forgiven. So now my business will work. Oh Lord, bless my... And business is not blessed. And the person you cheated hasn't released you yet. And you don't know that that repentance involves restitution. So if you have really repented, go to that guy and say, listen, we did a deal here. I stole from you. And I'm ready if I have the money to pay, but I want to beg for your forgiveness. And let that guy heart be at peace with you. Then you will be blessed. We cannot come and, cla- and sit here and proclaim that God is blessing us while we are undercover Christian Submarines. People don't want to deal with things in the past because they say, I'm a new creation. Yes, you are a new creation. But a new creation knows how to untie the places that are tied up by the Spirit of God. They all say, a curse without a cause shall not stand. Did you understand that? Do you know that scripture? A curse without a cause shall not stand. But if there is a cause, it will stand. So you are born again, but you don't talk to your mother or your father. And you say, no, now I'm a new creation in Christ. God, God is going, not going to bless you. You just need to go and make right. There are many things that are tidying up, us up and we don't know. That's why we walk with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost needs to instruct us and tell us what we must do. If you are really walking with the spirit, it will explain to you what is tying you up. It will reveal to you. I say it will reveal to you. It will reveal to you what is tying you up. Think that we did before we were saved. We are forgiven. But when we did it to people, although God has forgiven us, we need to still go to these people and ask for forgiveness. Don't sit here and think everything is wiped so I don't care anymore. If you don't care, destiny will not care about you. We delay because of these things. We are not honest with ourselves. I mean, you stole stuff. Now you are born again and the stuff is hanging in your dining room. And then you are pleading God blessing. Take that thing back. Yes. Take it back. You know, what we call the watchers. There are spirits that we call watchers. Do you know those spirits, the watchers? It's in the book of Genesis chapter number six. They are the watchers. They are the people that say they saw that the daughters of God were beautiful. So they are a kind of spirit that watches. They are like gatekeepers. They watch over human beings to see where is the door, where is something wrong so that they can come in. So when they wa- they are watchers over your lives and they can see, yo, this skirt that this lady is wearing, she stole it at Edgar's one time put it in the bag and walked out. And now, with the same makeup on the lip, she stole it. And then say, said, hallelujah. Oh, the makeup is saying, you are a thief. <laughs> While you are singing. While you are singing, that lipstick is saying, thief, thief, thief. <laughs> Church, we are not honest with ourselves. You need to go back. And tell them, now I'm a new creation. The old man that stole from you is dead. But the new creation knows about that thief. So I'm here to say, I am sorry for what happened. Some of you here, your business is blocked. Do you know why? Because you took a bribe many years ago. And you say, Lord, forgive me. God has forgiven you. What about the people that gave you the bribe? You need to go to them and say, listen, what I did there was wrong. I shouldn't have taken it. Now I'm a born-again Christian. I'm here to display the glory of the king. To tell you that I was so wrong to, did, to do that. But now I'm here to say Jesus is alive. And what he did for me, he can do for you too. The glory of the king. Somebody say the glory of the king. We are delayed because of those things. We don't know how to work it out. You know, there is a lady that, uh, that I, I knew well that was working in a certain place. And every time she would say she's sick and she stays home. So they cut her out. And she came to me and she said, Murthy, pray for me. This is what is happening. I said, okay, can I help you? She said, yes. I said, go back. Tell them that you are lying to them all the time. That you met me and I say you are a liar. That if they fire you, they are right to fire you because you are a liar. I said, go tell them that. Say, said, Murthy, I said, go tell them. Monday morning, that time came, she went to a, a workplace, and they, how do you call those people that, the hearing people? I don't know if it's the council or it's San Adrian or whatever it is. <laughs> they were seated like. Then she stood up and she told them what I told. See, the chairman was quiet, everybody was quiet, and they called her name, they said, Go, take your uniform, and go work. That settled the matter. Because she was honest to tell them this is my situation and if you fire me, you are right because as a Christian, I didn't walk the way God wants me to walk. I was walking in darkness while I'm light so you are right to fire me. They gave her a job. No, Christian, they come here, they don't explain to you why you must pray. Pray for me because this is happening but they don't tell you what they did. Yeah, they don't tell you that they have messed up. Mercy. You're right, Lord have mercy. Oh, uh, time is going. Prophecies are delayed. And sometimes prophecies are delayed just due to the work of witchcraft. Ah, we must be honest to talk about that, Elson. Yes, witchcraft. Witchcraft is real. And you must know that we, people say that, um, hmm, that because I'm born again, I don't care about witchcraft. No, you do. You do. Because witchcraft, witchcraft can work if you position yourself for witchcraft to work in you. Amen? There there are some things that you need to deal with. Listen, a covenant is something that is made by confession and an act. So when they covenant a family to something, they spoke to the thing, and then they slaughtered something. Hallelujah. So when you are born, you are born under the voice of that thing. And then you become Christian. And the voice of that thing has not stopped. Aha. Uh-huh. So when you are born again, what you do? Because you have entered a higher covenant, instead of saying, it's not working on me anymore. No, you don't do that. Because you you are talking about the end result, but you haven't gone through a process. So what must happen is that you must lift up your voice and say, in the name of Jesus, I appeal on a higher covenant of Christ that me, called so and so, I disconnect myself from that family bloodline. I am not part of it anymore because of the sacrifice of Christ. I receive right now my freedom, and then you have communion. (laughs) You have communion as a sign that you have passed from that to here. That's why Christians are suffering. Because there are there family altars that are still calling out to them. And they don't know how to disengage themselves from the voice of evil. They just confess, I'm born again. I'm born again. If Christ is in me, nothing can happen. Greater is in me. When you do all this, but they beat you up at night. Greater is in me. Greater is in me. Greater is in who is where? Listen. You need to do the way God wants you to do it. So, if a covenant is done by commitment through a voice, you need to raise up your voice and disengage yourself from that voice. Hallelujah. So, you say, In the name of Jesus. Say, In the name of Jesus. Say your name. Say, I do not belong to the family altar anymore. I engage. The mystery of the blood of Jesus. I have given my life to Christ. So I belong to the superior covenant. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the old covenant that was done with my family with long ago. If it through witchcraft, freemasonry, whatever it is, I disengage myself from it. In the name of Jesus, I disengage myself from sickness patterns in my family. Because now, I am in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. My family is a family of Christ. I'm a brother or a sister of Christ. In the name of Jesus, I receive today my deliverance. I speak to the earth. All earth. Hear the voice of the Lord. I do not belong to the altar in my family anymore. I belong to Christ. Oh, heaven. Hear my voice. I'm a child of God. So everything in nature participates in my freedom. In Jesus' name, I'm a free person. I receive my inheritance in Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Let me finish off. And then we can have communion. Because we did that, we'll have communion as an act of freedom. And I'm telling you, if you did with your heart, you will see changes in your life. Listen, there will be an explosion in things that you are doing. There will be an explosion in everything you do. Listen, you will run away. You will will say blessing is too much. Because God says, listen, the word of God says that I will bless you and there won't be any room for you to contain it. Now, why, why are we sitting in a place where the room is empty instead of overflowing? Today I'm dealing with that. Hallelujah. I'm dealing with that. Whoa. Whoa. Even let me stop it here. I'll carry on maybe next Sunday if God wills. But I'm telling you the truth. The reason why prophecies are not fulfilled are there are many things that are happening. And Christians are ignorant. They don't know that life is spiritual. They take life just in the natural. They don't know life is spiritual. And I'm not saying that when you are born again, you are not free. Let me say this. Let me say this. When you don't have any sign or any symptom, except for corona now that you may say you don't have symptom, but you are still sick. But in olden days, sickness, the proof of sickness is the symptoms. Hallelujah. So when you don't have symptom, you are healthy. So when you are born again and you don't experience symptoms of delays, you can claim that you are free. But if the symptoms are there, please go to the surgery, spiritual surgery. Because some people are denying the symptoms. They can see their finances is in a the mess, their marriage is in a mess, everything is in a mess, but they say, I don't care, I'm born again, nothing can happen to me. No, you go before God and say, Lord, things are not right here. Show me if there's anything that is keeping me back and you'll see how God will open your eyes. So I'm not saying that all the Christians must go this route. But I'm talking about those who experience symptoms. Oh, if you are here and you experience any symptom, lift up your hands. Any symptoms of, that, of the fact that you feel you are delayed somewhere. You see, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And the Lord has commissioned me. Remember I told you that we are in a place of favor and freedom? That's what I'm doing. And the Lord is setting you free right now, in the name of Jesus. And next Sunday, today I'm not going to pray for that. Next Sunday, uh, we're going to pray for freedom. You're going to see what is going to happen. By God's grace. I say by God's grace. So, I'm giving you an assignment. This whole week, sit before the Holy Spirit. If you want to do it in fasting, you are, if you don't want to, you can still do it and pray. You don't need to fast for that, but you can sit before the Holy Ghost and say, Holy Spirit, there are delays in my life. Show me the area. Repent of it and come here next Sunday. And we're going to break those yokes. And you're going to fly on wings like eagles. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There are some sicknesses before even we say, amen, it's gone. Because it inherited it. It came from somewhere that you, 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 your mother suffered it. Your father suffered it. Now you are suffering it. We're going to blow that out. Hallelujah. And it's not going to work on you anymore. Because of ignorance, many people die. But we need to, 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 to disconnect ourselves from that. You see, I'm giving you an example. I've been in ministry for many years, and I've been a free man for many years, and uh, I went to visit my family two years ago, and my brother, my little brother, is a pastor. <laughs> Bless the baby, name of the Lord. He's a pastor. And he told me, he said, he, called me, he calls me uncle. He said, uncle, I had a dream. I said, what is your dream? He said, I had a dream where I saw the idol in the village that appeared in my dream and say, we belong to him because our father was his son. So I said, how can my father be his son? Then we understood that he was not saying that my father was not born again, but he was saying that things that they did before my father was born are still claiming the family life. So although we thought we were seeing, seeing fullness in our lives, we stop. we say, wait a minute. Why will God show you that? Was it the devil that showed or God? We realized the devil would not expose himself. So we dealt with it. Right there. We disconnect the family from that. And I'm telling you, I'm feeling so much freedom. And those around me can testify. So much freedom in my spirit. Things that I couldn't do before, I'm doing them. Hallelujah. I say things that we couldn't do before, I'm doing them. There were some stuff in my family that were never coming easy. But it started to come to me. Because God's grace is there. I'm praying for you. I say I'm praying for you. And don't don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying this to put people under bondage. I'm saying when the Holy Ghost shows, we deal with it. If there is no sign and I'm flourishing, I don't need to go and say, Lord, where is the problem? No. But if I see that there is a, a blockage, I need to ask and then I need to deal with it. And that's what I'm doing today. And I believe that some of you can testify of the fact that there are things in your life that don't go according to the way they should go. And I'm praying that God may reveal to you what the problem is. And next Sunday, I'm going to do a prayer. And we're going to, we're going to blow that thing away from your life. In the, can we give a big end to our Lord? Thank you, Lord.